forever. Dog. I was never like a huge fan of westerns growing up, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I did just watch Tombstone. I don't think I had seen it before. Oh, what'd you think? It was good. It was fun. I, my stepfather loves those movies. I, I like Doc Holliday a lot. Wait, did they do more? No, but he likes, my stepfather loves a Western. I'm talking about loves a Western. I remember seeing Tombstone. I remember seeing 310 to Yuma, like the remake with Christian Bell. And right, I never saw that. It's actually really good. I saw The Quick and the Dead with young Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Gene, Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, and I think who was it was a it was a, it had a female lead in that. It was Sharon Stone, I think. Sounds right. Yeah, man, I remember that. Like, it is funny because I like I think people have suggested this also like all women, all black women western with like Lisa. Oh right. Well, like Lisa Ray. Yeah, we got to do that one too. Yeah, I think they made like two of them. I think it's like two of them. I forgot what it's called, but yeah, man. Listen, westerns. I'm curious to know if westerns gonna make a comeback because I know white people love. It's funny. There's so many. 1886 or whatever that show is, is like four spinoffs. Right. Ain't none of them got people of color as the leads of them jumps. I was like, yo, y'all do know there was like other shit happening. You know what I mean? Y'all could, y'all could throw like, I mean, they, I mean, to me it would be really, really cool Roses, yeah. if they actually like followed like an indigenous like family uh-huh. during that time because all we ever see is like how the white cowboys interacted with them. But like, we never see like, what was it like to really be dealing with these colonizers, you know what I mean? Like, then that means, you know, the frontier men would be bad guys. And I think America's not ready for that yet. But, you know, we're not political, so who knows? Who knows, Bray? I, I love that you saying that we literally just reviewed a film. We just reviewed a film where the frontier guys were bad people and they all died. Horrible deaths. No, no but no, but see, but think about that is is if we had a series week to week, the bad guys would just be white. Got it. Like, week to week. And that and at that point, that was the predator really fucking them up. That wasn't even yeah. That really yeah, wasn't no, yeah. the natives. Matter of fact, I don't think it the wasn't natives, at all. <laughs> did the natives definitely... even kill any of them? It was just all predator. Well, yeah, she I think she killed a couple of them. Oh, okay, right? okay, okay, okay. Yeah, when she was escaping or yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Her, Cause I was like, yeah, yo. I think she killed a couple, but mo- but it was mostly the predator killing them. You know what I mean? Be predator, but he was, he was getting it in. You know, he was he was praying. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, that's not the name of the movie, but I feel like yeah, exactly. Was. So I don't know what you're talking like. <laughs> what you don't know how to do this? First off, mine's uh, are fantastic. Have you seen I mean, the tweets? There's one guy. Okay. Hey, hey, that's all I need. Just, you could, no, that's no, all I you need. need. That's all I Come need. Come back no, to me when no, you when you got no, a posse. No. Uh, that was good. That was good. That was good. You're welcome. You know what I mean? I feel like What's uh, what? I just I'm just saying, you know, if you no, want to no, brag about you. it. No, <laughs> you no, can't have just a random dude. I want I want I need a posse. I, I heard you when you said it the first mm-hmm. time and I was like, that was good. And I said, yeah. you're welcome, because I helped because you set it up, but you know I helped. So I mean, the the guy who inbounds the pass to Kobe before he shoots the is that it's called an assist. Oh, so you think it like Kobe needed a posse? It's like, it's like you literally can't say anything after that. I know, I know. Literally, what I'm supposed to say to this. <laughs> what I'm supposed to say. Oh, my God. Oh, rest in peace. Hey, let's start the show. 
Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! Do you know what Wheezy is actually from the Mo Tiso tribe? Watch. Are you saying it like the character? Is that what's, tri- is that what's going on? Uh, would you like some Mo Tiso? Oh I can't hear you. You're doing too. You're doing too many. We get it. We get it. Just start. Just start. Oh, sorry. Oh my god, (laughs) guys! If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, welcome. We're a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. There's usually three of us, but our our third co-host, James the Third, is on paternity leave. Yeah, that's right. But he will be back very soon. Very, very soon. Unless we change the password to the login and he can't get on, then it's just us. Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're wondering whose voice is who, well, the the voice right now that sounds like it's only two the leader. It's two the the quickest gun in the West. First off, it's two it's two someone who can lay down the law but also run from it. That voice is Jonathan Braylock. The lay down the law, but also run from it. And that the other voice is? It's two voices. Literally, if they hear you speak and they hear me speak, they know it's two different people. Yeah, so exactly. So they want to know which one is which. And the and the the one that sounds like, you know. You forgot what you said. <laughs> they could pull a gun on you <laughs> okay. real quick. All right, all right. Okay, all right. This regular not pulling guns or running from the law voice. It's Gerard Milligan, okay? Just a regular, we're here. All right, that's it. <laughs> it's time to get into the film that we are reviewing today, which is Posse. Came out in 1993. It's a Western. S- directed and starring Mario Van Peebles. It also features Big Daddy Kane, Tone Lope, Stephen Baldwin, Sally Richardson, yeah. Blair Underwood, I- I- Isaac Hayes. yeah. Wait, his dad mm-hmm. is in this, right? Oh, yeah. Pam Greer is in yeah, this. Yeah, Melvin Van Peoples. Charles Lane played Wheezy. Did you say Reginald Van Johnson? I didn't. Nope. Reginald Van Johnson. Yeah. Like, damn, yeah. Richard Gant is in this movie. Yo, it says Reginald Hutland wasn't... Is that a, Re- a young Reggie Hutland? What? He was so small. Who what? was the love interest? Lana? Th- that's Sally Richardson. Oh, that's Sally Richardson. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's Sally, yep. This is a film that... Someone on our letterbox commented and said, I you wrote this insane comment. It was like, I know why you haven't done this film, and then proceeded to say some crazy reason why we hadn't done it. And I was like, No, we just didn't do it. <laughs> just haven't done it yet. And then I was like, All right, why not? We could just do it. So in, in a way, the crazy comment worked. You know what I mean? You say something completely reckless. And then we we're like, all right. And you know, maybe we'll do the movie. <laughs> You're like, all right, okay, cool. We got this. Okay, yeah, sure. This yeah, yeah. Maybe you won't like that we did it, though, after you listen to it, but that's up to you. That's your... You, you brought this on yourself. Ain't nothing we can do about that. That is not on us, baby. 
uh, you know, the box office eighteen million. Uh, what was the what was the what was the budget for this? Budget's ten million. Oh, not 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 good, but not bad, in a way. Also, it was like nineteen ninety three. You know. Yeah, exactly. Rated R movie. Yeah, bunch of black folk. This is after New Jack City, of course. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 30, 33% of Rotten Tomatoes. Did he write this too? 47% audience score. This was written by Cy Richardson and Dario... Oh my goodness, Scardapan? Oh, um, let me Google them. I don't know what they're... I'm looking them up right now, see if they... Cy Richardson is, is black. TV writer... Man. Uh, act, he's got a lot of acting credits, 115 acting credits. They only, this is his only written by credit other than a short film called Us Against Them, but a lot of acting credits. And then this guy, Dario, he, he's got 11 credits. Looks like he's, he's a, white, a white man, but this is his first movie, according to IMDb. Oh, he's still making movies. Well, he wrote Panther? What? And he just, he just, matter of fact, he just had a movie with Liam, Liam Neeson. Done, done some TV too. Wrote, wrote a lot of episodes for The Punisher, some show called The Bridge, and a show called Trauma. He created that show. State of Affairs. Guys, it's time for initial thoughts. Listen, I, 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 I do it. Look, I am a big fan of Mario Van Pipples. I, I like Mario Van Pipples. Like, I, I feel like, Mario Van Peoples, way back in the day, was like the black dude fighting for black content. Like, he was the guy that was making it on his own. Like, anytime you see, you know, all these black directors we have now, it's like, yo, Mario Van Peoples was holding it down. Like, New Jack City, bruh? New Jack City? If King and Barrett tries to remake New Jack City, I think we got to, like, run up on him and be like, stop. You got to stop these remakes, bruh. That's how important New Jack City is. This movie, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't my favorite. I understand what he was trying to do. Also, it may be tough because the last movie I saw with a bunch of black cowboys was The Harder They Fall, and I thought it was fantastic. So this was a little tough. Like, I, I wasn't really a fan of the characters. There were a couple of shootout sequences, which I, I... It was hard for me to understand what was happening in some of the shootouts. You know, I, right before you got on, I was, I was telling our producer, Melissa, like, you know, it was one of those movies where I was watching it and I was like, man, I respect this movie, but like, I don't think I care. And it was like very early. Like, it was very, very early on. I was like, I just don't think this is going to be for me. And then it wasn't. But I don't know why. So maybe as we talk about the movie, I can figure out why. But like, it's hard because I was watching it thinking, man, he is really trying to put Black people on. I like that Debo was playing a character that wasn't Debo. I thought that was cool. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's funny because Reginald Val Johnson still kind of plays a Reginald Val Johnson character in this. It's just so funny. Like, it's still kind of him, which made me laugh. Like, Pam Greer was kind of, it was almost like Pam Greer and Isaac Hayes were in here to be like, yo, I got all the famous black, like, legendary black people because they didn't feel like they were needed at all because, like, it felt like Pam Greer was wasted. Isaac Hayes got shot randomly, and I was like, wait, that's how he goes out? Isaac Hayes? But yeah, so it wasn't my favorite, but I, I truly respect what he was trying to do, especially in the early 90s. So I'm going to be gentle, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I saw this movie uh, growing up, you know, as a young as a young man. And I feel like I, I really liked it, you know, because it was like black cowboys. But I don't really remember anything. I just remember Mario Van Peebles being really cool. He did feel cool. Yeah, it's interesting. This movie is like... It's called Posse, 
but it doesn't fully feel like they're much of a posse, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's just like people a lot like uh, spoilers, by the way, we spoil every movie. A lot of people die and, and they die periodically throughout the film. So it's like the posse keeps getting kind of like replenished with other people. There's like a backstory that's happening that like makes its way into the film like like a quarter or a third of the way through that you're like oh like this is about this now but i thought there was like really cool like the direct i thought like some of the camera angles and stuff that we, that he was doing was were kind of fun and you know there were some cool shots there were some really fun like action sequences and i think like you know this was made in 1993 um it had a $10 million budget, but, like, I'm sure, let's see, like, what was Tombstone's budget? You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I mean, it probably it probably was. Let me see. Tombstone probably was. I mean, I'm going to look up quick into that. So Tombstone also came out in 1993, and their budget was $25 million, right? So, like, you know. Quick into Dead was 35 Yeah, so it's, like, more than double their budget. You can do a lot more with that, you know? I'm glad this film exists. You know what I mean? And I feel like this film was very, I feel like it could have impacted a lot of like young black people, particularly men, I would say, because this is very kind of, you know, so it's a little, it's a little chauvinistic in the sense that there's like a damsel in distress and all that stuff. But you know, that's, that's, we, we, we know, we know, we know the times, we know the times, but anyway, it was fun, though. I feel like there were fun moments. And there were moments that were confusing, but we'll talk about them all. Posse, baby! I feel like a lot of people grew up and they liked watching this film when they were young. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's a little young a cowboy. Cowboys, baby! Because there were a, black, a lot of black cowboys. This movie very much has the, like... It's so interesting, because I watch some of these films, right? Like, this movie starts with a man, an older man, like, telling a story. And there are, you know, they still kind of do this for like Oscar bait films, right? Like this, like, hey, we're going to have this old person tell a story and then go and flashback, right? It's like Forrest Gump, Titanic, like. What was it? Big Fish does that. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. The Notebook does it. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like this, like, oh, you know, and it's like, it starts the same. It's like this guy who's like, but like that cowboys. And he's just like talking to you about like. The fact that, as we know, we've talked about this in other movies, there were a lot of black cowboys. I think like 25% of cowboys in the U.S. were black. But, you know, you would never know that from all the Westerns that were made, you know, for decades with John Wayne and and those people, you know. So this movie is like saying that fact, which is cool. And one of these people, I don't actually didn't even look up if this was a real If they were real. I mean, the thing is, I don't think it was because I tried to look it up myself. I think it was almost like an algorithm of like a bunch of different stories. Yeah, I don't think it was. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. 
And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earning.com slash T-O-S for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, His Golden Messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. Buffaloes. How has that never been a Buffalo Soldiers movie? Is that, can that be true? There's no fucking way. Hold on, I gotta Google this. So if you hear me typing, it's me Googling Buffalo. It's, it's no way, though. It's like, oh, no. So, wait, there was a Buffalo Soldier film. No. So, technically, I Google Buffalo Soldiers. A film came out for 2000, from 2001, and it's all white people. This can't be it. Oh, oh no. Buffalo Soldiers. Black. Uh, black Cowboys. Yo, that's crazy. There's been no Buffalo Soldier movie ever. That's crazy. This says, Posse was loosely based on co-screenwriter Cy Richardson's grandfather, a Southern evangelical Baptist minister who traveled throughout Black communities in the late 19th century. Posse marked Richardson's first feature film as a writer, his only one, but he also worked as an actor in such films as Repo Man and Walker. Wow, I can't... I'm sorry, I'm still shocked on the Buffalo Soldiers. This is crazy. Like, they're like the most... They're like the most famous Black, like, infantry group. I just... Okay, all right. (laughs) Oh, America. That stuff makes me sad. That's crazy. Okay. It's not crazy. It's not crazy.
It's not crazy. It's not crazy. So this movie starts in Cuba. There's a war going on. Forrest Gump is about a dude who's not even real who gets to go to historical places, and we don't have a movie about the Buffalo Soldiers? All right, sorry, as you were. As we're you talking were. about Posse. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Starts off in Cuba. Okay, there's a Gatling gun. All these black people are getting killed because they're, they're being put on the front lines. You're telling me we situation. got an Alamo movie, Bray. In Al- which I, you know, we all we all here. We, we definitely got to talk about the Alamo. More than one Alamo movie, There's but we no always got to talk about it. the Alamo. But we can't talk about the Buffalo Soldiers. Not one movie. All right, I'm done. Now I'm done. Now I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Now I'm done. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, black man. Go ahead, dude. You know, talk. About Did you realize that. the first Harriet Tubman movie was like made like five years ago? And she wasn't even American. Lord have mercy. Literally, she wasn't American. We don't had. Harriet Tubman, and do you know what when you watch the fucking movie? Harriet Tubman pulled out her one gun on a black person. Nigga, what? Look, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, Bray, you know what? I'm I'm distracted. I'm distracted. Go on, brother. What was that Harriet Tubman movie called? Harriet. I actually forgot. Oh, it's called Harriet. You would think. You would think a movie about Harriet it was Tubman. Made, it was made three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I completely God. forgot. Oh, man. I can't believe that movie came and went. And, and oh, man. You took a person that is so famous that she is about to be on a dollar, on a piece of money. She had fucking intricate ass spy type shit going on. And in the movie, you know what? Let's talk about this non-Buffalo Soldier movie. It was nominated for two Oscars, and that was it. Okay, anywho. So, Posse. Mario Van Peebles is leading a, a regiment. Uh, they're getting their butts whooped. They're getting killed. He wants to retreat. You know, Billy Zane is a crazy cur- colonel who tries to make him shoot someone. Yeah, and this is a part of, like, they're part of, like, the Union, right? Like, they're Union soldiers, I think. American soldiers? This is oh. way... This oh, is, this is... Oh, oh, shit. Way after the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're American soldiers. <laughs> yeah, this is... this is uh, The Civil War is, has been long long since over, and black people have the right to vote, technically. Not, not literally, but, you know, on paper, they're supposed to be able to have the right to vote. Black men, I should say. Women were not allowed to vote yet. Yeah, they were supposed to be able to have land, which is why there's a there's a settle there's a town in this movie of a, you know called Freedom Town or something like that. There always is one. If we made a lot of money, if we made a lot of money and bought a town, is it okay to have a black town, or they're gonna like force me to like have like a white family because I can't have an all black family? What do you mean town. have a black town? What does that even mean? I want to have. Anymore? Why can't Why can't I have a town that's like just Black people, like it ain't got like. Give me a little piece of. How land. are you gonna do that? I'm just saying, give me a little piece. You know, people own all these rich celebrities own islands. Maybe I get rich, I buy an island, and I just turn that island into like a black utopia. But then my question is: is is it illegal for me to be like only black people can live here in America? Yeah. All right. Good to just just wonder just wondering. <laughs> or or you know what it is? How about? All right, Bray, I see what you're doing there. That is uh-huh. illegal. But what I could do is I could put in policies and bills in my town to make it hard for Caucasians to move into my town 
so they probably were like, oh, we don't want to live here because, like, you know, our property value won't be worse as the mess. As the black long family. as you don't say it explicitly. Are you sure. sure I can't say it explicitly? But now that you said it on the, yes, you can't say it explicitly. Now that you've said it on the podcast, you don't have credible deniability. Right, but I feel like, are you, are you, I mean, I feel like there's so many times where people say things explicitly and we're like, oh, yeah, how did that get passed? You know, and it's like. Well, yeah, if you're the president of the United States, you can. Okay, well, so. that's what I got to do. There we go, done. So, where am I? Oh, the fact that Mario Van, Mario Van Peoples, you know, uh, he, he gets set up, basically. They're like, yo, uh, you got to go on this mission. Stephen Baldwin's coming with you, who's a gambling white man who has a, who's also in trouble because I forgot what he did. We don't know what Mario Van Peoples did. We know he did something. As, as Wheezy at some point says, I don't know what it is, but he's got a past. Yo, also, we didn't find out what he what actually happened. Okay, we'll get there. Dude, that's we'll a literal there. line in the movie. He says, I don't know what it is, but the man's got a past. We will get there. Anyway, this setup is kind of interesting. It's, it's a fun little thing because they have to go. They're, they're, they're tasked with, like, going and, like, you know, killing, a bunch, like, a bunch of Cubans. And then they go and a couple people die, but they, they are, they're able to kill them all. But there's a bunch of gold. Marvin Peoples plays Jesse. Lee Jesse's like, oh shoot, we're screwed. This is no good. They're like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. He's like, nah, nah, nah. We're gonna get set up. And of course, he's right. They get ambushed, but they're able to shoot their way out of it. Another somebody else dies. I think we don't know who. Yeah, not someone we are friends with. It's like yet. a priest, like a guy who's like a. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be a big part of the story too, because he was like shooting and praying, and then he like died in the first scene, and which was cool. I liked that. I was like, oh, that's a fun character trait, and then he, now he's gone. Yeah, but it's crazy because people died without any like fanfare. It was like no fanfare, and like very little mourning of their deaths. Yeah, yeah, it was like what? Yeah, the movie. It's so interesting because I feel like it actually did a good job setting up characters, but then it doesn't help you keep caring about them because you you don't see the emotional attachment. It's hard because Jesse Lee is the main character and he seemingly doesn't care about anybody, yes. you know, until this the woman finally time. comes in. The whole movie, because she doesn't come in until like 50 minutes in. Because I think I paused it and was like, how much is left? And it said 42 minutes. And I was like, God damn, that's a lot of movie left. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. liked that Stephen Baldwin's character could throw knives. Like that was his thing. He could play cards and throw knives. Wheezy was very like, you know, he was uh, he was the 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 kiss up, but then he his voice learned was to killing me. That dude's voice was like, I was like, man, is he? Because you know what it is? I think he was supposed to be like an Uncle Tom. And I was like, I get this. But then like, I thought at one point, I didn't realize it was going to take so long for him to get out of his... Well, did he truly get out of it? I know he kind of like, you know, threw a knife at the very end. So I guess he was a hero. So I guess he wasn't an Uncle Tom. But he was still like... No, he wasn't the real Uncle Tom. <laughs> Blair Underwood. But we don't get to him till halfway through the movie. The first half of the movie is kind of different than the second. The first half is about how do they get out of Cuba? And they have to go and they, they they get this goal and they shoot their way out and they have this plan where they're like, okay, we're going to, you know, be dead bodies and that's how we'll get out. And they do. Great. And then when they get back to America, he's like, okay, I'm going to try to 
trade in this gold for cash. Got to got to figure some stuff out. I'll give you guys the gold in the morning. And they're all like, hey, man, how much you give out of cycle now? And he's like, I'll give it to you in the morning. Then they go. But I, I guess they still had some gold. They must have been spending it. Yeah, they all somehow they get it. And they go to a brothel. We meet uh, Big Daddy Kane's character, Father Time. Which I don't understand. So he just was like, I heard about you. I want to like ride with y'all. Is that what his deal was? At first I thought, oh, he's going to like backstab them or maybe he's a spy or something. But I truly never understood what his character was supposed to be. Like, I was like, oh, is he like an average? Like, it just felt like he had ulterior motives and we never saw it. And even at the end when he's like, yeah, man, I think, you know, like I should have picked a different time to die. It's like, uh, I don't think the stars are in our, whatever the fuck he said. And I was like, yo, what is this dude? Lady Luck is not on his side. So this is the character. He is a cheat and he goes and plays poker and cheats and, and beats people and steals their money. He's a hustler. And Stephen Baldwin is also a hustler and he saves him. And, as, you know, and Big Daddy Kane's like, oh, what, you just saved me so I can be your partner? Like, because, like, you know, he told, Stephen Baldwin tells this whole story about how, how he used to also have another partner who was a black man, but he got caught cheating. It didn't end well for him. And he's like, okay, so what? You're just, like, getting sentimental. Stephen Baldwin kind of denies it, but it does seem like that is actually why he, like, wanted to be that guy's partner, because later on they talk about it again. Or he's like, this is what we could do. We could do the hustle. Like, we won't be friends. Like, we'll be the strangers. Like, we'll do the strangers bit. You know, whatever. And for whatever reason, he just decides to join them. Yeah, I, I thought it was almost like, oh, now that you said that, one of us like, oh, am I indebted? You know what I'm saying? Or something. You know, like something. Well, it's weird because it's like, basically, he when he, by, he comes in and then, you know, Billy Zane finds them. And Billy Zane kills Tone Loke. And so then Tone Loke is gone. And so Big Daddy Kane just replaces Tone. And also, I was like, oh, okay. Can we talk about this Tone Loke death first off? It was like, my man's in the hotel. These these white folk busting like ghosts. Billy Zane literally has an eye patch and a bit. It was like, my man looks all kind of crazy. And it's funny because no one really tries to dive out of the way. Everyone just kind of stands. And even at one point when the two going to the other room, everyone moves. That scene, everyone is moving so slow. I was like, what is happening? Also, it was so hard for me because I Googled everybody. Yeah, like, how did that... No, but, but this is the thing. I do think this is this is something I noticed, and I don't know if anyone else does that, but we look at, like, our parents or our grandparents, and I wonder if little cousins think that of us. But I'm like, I looked up everybody, they were all in their early 30s, and I'm like, yo, man, these niggas are moving, like, 50-year-old men in this scene. Like, what's happening? They're supposed to be, like, young, in their prime cowboys. Everybody's like, ugh. Ah, like that's how I felt, except for like Marvel people's. It was like, uh, like literally, I heard Tolo. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just like, yo. And also, if anybody doesn't know, that is the voice of is he Sea Bear from Sea Bear and Jamal? Does anybody remember that cartoon? There was a cartoon that was like a black kid, and he had a talking bear. Like it was not a stuffed bear; it was just a bear with like he had shades and a fitted hat. And it was on backwards. He was a cool ass bear. <laughs> and Tone Loke was the bear. That's all I want to say. Was Tone Loke in Blank Check? Yes, he was in Blank Check. And also, you know, he was in Mayday's Kids. Who was he in Blank Check? He also was in My Brother and Me at one point. Yo, we had like, we had a couple good shows. We had a couple good shows in the nine days. He dies. Very unceremoniously. No one's sad. No, no one. But like, no one. 
like Mario doesn't even come back, right? Like he's already gone at this point. Yeah, they catch up to him and they're like, dude, and he's like, just don't follow me. And they're like, what are you talking? Like, we, we're, everybody's after us. Like, we have to follow you. And Big Daddy Kane's like, I don't know if I should go with him. And they're like, nah, you should. And then he's like, okay. It's so funny because I'm like, he's like such a badass, but it's one of those things where like, it is hard for me because I think you're right, Bray. These are two different movies. When we get to this back half of the movie, this movie was made way before The Heart of They Fall. When we get to this backstory, it almost is A Heart of They Fall, where it's like, it's the town, like the white people coming into town, everything is happening in the town. Like it's a corrupt dude who's like running the town and Blair Underwood, just like Dion Cole. It's just like, you kind of had the same kind of tropes a little bit, except without the powerful female characters. So I kept thinking about like, man, this is a movie of the 90s. And also another thing I think, I, I don't know. And that's like, a, that's like every Western, right? Like every Western is like, you meet like a couple of, you meet a couple of people, they join, they meet up and they're like, they basically become a group and then they go to some town and then there's like some big bad that's like trying to like, you know, steal the town or kill the people in the town or buy up all the property in the town, you know, and, and then these people go, hey, we got to save this town. And then, and then there's a big shootout. And then that's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. That's, mean, like, that's like 70% yeah. of Western. I think it's because it was cheaper to, because there are certain places out here in LA I've learned that have old Western like sets. So like the set is like one town. So a lot of places are so much cheaper to just like have everything happen on the town. Like even if you watch How Do They Fall, but the most part it's two towns. It's like either they're in the woods or at that white town or they're in the main town. And it's like, it's just cheaper to do it that way. So you can have like standing sets, but yeah. So after my band, people's like, he's like, stop following me. They decide, they decide to follow him. Oh, wait, can I ask a question? All of a sudden I was confused at where the other white guy came from. Like, did they run into him or like, was he tracking him? The whole, remember, it's like Billy Zane for sure. But then all of a sudden, the white guy, the white guy from the flashbacks just appeared in real, like. Well, no, no, no. So, he, so basically, after they get back to America, Mario Van Peebles, the whole time, this guy, Jesse Lee, he had in his mind, he was going to go get revenge. And that's why he was like, you guys shouldn't follow me. Like, I'm going to go, I'm doing my own thing. And they were like, well, we got to follow you because we're all going to die. And then he's like, fine. So, and that's why when they get, when they first get to the town, the one of the first things they, and it's called Cutter Town or something like that. One of the first things they do is they go to like some blacksmith and they're like, hey, like melt this into, melt these gold coins into bars. We'll give you one. But then he comes in, Marvin Peoples and the, and the, the blacksmith's like, you, you know, and he's, and he tells Big Daddy Kane to kill him. Big Daddy Kane like hesitates and then he kills him. They're like, what's going on? You know, they're like, something's happening. And this is when we keep seeing these flashbacks of like his dad, him and his dad, his dad's talking to him, telling him about Nicodemus. And the, I don't know, this whole thing about Nicodemus. Also, I still need to understand the flashback in entirety. So the they used to live in a town, basically, and the white people came in and like, I think it was that town. I think it was Cutter Town. Yeah. Oh, so was that okay? So was that town? They owned that town. The white folk came in, took over, and like basically burned and killed all the black people. I'm or? assuming it was like a KKK thing. I don't know why they killed. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. 
they lived, I think they lived on a reservation, uh, on a Native American reservation that was close to this town. And that's probably what it was. It was like the white people came and killed the Native Americans. They killed his dad. He shot someone. They arrested him. And then he got life in the army for his sentence. That's a wild punishment, bro. Like that is like, I didn't even expect that. It's like, oh yeah, you too good to like keep in jail. We gonna make you fight for the country. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if that's like a, I bet, a, I bet, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. It's like, man, you gotta be in the army now. It's like, you damn. You gotta be in the army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, like other empires used to, the Roman Empire used to do that for sure, right? Mm. So yeah, so basically that other white guy who I think was the sheriff of this town. That, so he was the right? sheriff of the neighboring town. Like, yeah, oh, the, of the white town. Of the white, yes, of the white town, of the white town. He was the sheriff of that town. And he, when he killed him, someone spotted Mario Van Peoples and was like, dude is back. Oh, he's back. Dude is back. And he was like, he was like, okay, okay. But they were already trying to get this land from the black town. Well, that kind of gets, basically, he's just after, he's just after him. He's just after Jesse. That's all we know. And there's like two people after Jesse. It's Billy Zane and this, and this, you know, crazy sheriff who killed, who killed his father. Let's see. No, What's he like, his, his father was there, right? No, you're right. No, his dad was there. No, 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 no. The girl, Lana, her father was alive, but his father had died. Kind of miss the backstory between him and Lana. Oh, I guess he just used to live on that reservation with them. Used to live there. They grew up together. And then the day that the white dude came, Lana was with Blair Underwood. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. And Blair Underwood is the sheriff of the black town. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, he's the, the sheriff. I'm going to tell you this right now. If I see this nigga Blair Underwood in person, I'm not going to trust him, okay? I ain't never seen a movie where Blair Underwood was a trustworthy black man, okay? I don't... You know what I mean? Because at one point, him and what's the light skin dude with the green eyes? Michael Ely. Michael Ely. I'm not trusting neither one of these niggas. Michael Ely was the was good uh, the first Medea movie. I'm, I'm blinking on the name. <laughs> Bruh, no, oh, wait, 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 wait. You mean like Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Yeah, yeah. See, let me tell you how I know I don't trust him. Let me tell you how I know I don't trust this nigga, okay? Because one, that was a Tyler Perry movie. Well, the light skinned dude come in and teach the black woman about like love and Jesus, okay? No, 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 no. Every movie I saw this like, spoiler alert. I I watched Bel Air. I saw this nigga show up and I was like, nope. Don't trust this man. And you know what? He wasn't trustworthy. If I see Blair Underwood today, <laughs> I'd be like, what up? That's how I'm going to talk to him. I ain't going to say, I ain't going to have no words. And I feel like he's going to know what that means. He's like, damn, I get that. You know, what up, Blair? I ain't going to say, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say Mr. It's Underwood. Been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> what up, Blair? And I'll tell you what's funny is, is one tangent. I used to study at the Negro Ensemble in New York. And like, you know, Denzel Sam Jackson came from there. And Blair Underwood was there and he did a play and that's how he kind of got on and he came back one day he came back one day to like talk i sat in the back and i was like i ain't asking this nigga no questions because he's you know i felt he was too good because he was like too smooth and i was like this is how you do it blair you like you you, you weaken us you like make us melt by looking in your eyes and then you stab 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 blair he's not gonna get me bray not today sorry now you can continue not okay. today. He's a fantastic act. 
character. So it's not a, not not the actual. That's what he guy. wants you to think, Bray. That's what he wants that you to think. Is, he is, it is what he wants us to think. Sometimes the characters you get cast at is you. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, whatever. It's like blobbity bloobity town stuff, town stuff, and then. We get, you know, then there's a night where they're they're playing poker, and once again, Mario Van Peebles isn't there because he's out having sex. You know, he's out getting it on. I mean, she is very beautiful. You know, she is. We get, we get it's very lovely sex scene. It, it is kind of like, ooh, I was, I was like, ooh, god damn, you know? Yeah, it was, it very was a really pretty. Man, she was one of my first loves, Cherry Richardson. I saw her in a low down, dirty shame. She had a scene where she had to like seduce Rock. He he like doesn't fall for it, and she shoots him, and she goes, "Man, you could have had some p word." You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know what that means. I was like, oh, have we done Let on Dirty Shame? I think we have. We did. I believe we did. And let's see, what else? And then and then uh, these guys come in and they're like, we looking for you, nigga. And we looking for you, nigga. And Ooh. they take Papa Doc and they take, what was his actual character uh, name? I uh, mean, Debo? You could say yeah, Debo. Yeah, you know. but, and, and, okay, but what was his character name in this film? Debo. I have no clue. O B O B O. Obobo? Obobo? What is that? Obobo. Obobo. Like, man, what the hell? They can't get that, they can't name that nigga Jesse or John or Mark. That nigga's name Obobo. Oh my goodness. Anyway, they take them to they and then Steven uh, they they start beating up Wheezy. Stephen Baldwin intervenes. He might knife one person and then they kind of gang up on him and they literally beat him to death. Which is wild. I was like, yeah, because just... then you're like, wait, it was like, oh my God, he really is dead. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, they beat him to death. That was crazy. And then Jesse Lee comes back and he's just like, yep. Yeah, like they just like, yo, this man. <laughs> just like... <laughs> I feel like this man feels nothing. Yo, he's he cares like, about nobody. This is what I told y'all, you know? And then he's like, you know, and they're like, don't go doing anything stupid. And he's like, you know, you think that they're not going to do this again? Like, you guys are crazy. He gives a whole speech and then he leaves. And then what happens in between? Because then all of a sudden he's like somewhere else and there's like six of them and they're like, we believe you. So basically, so basically what happens is he he shows back up. He talks to the town. And he's like, yo, I'm not come back. There's not going to be a black person in this town. Because basically white people are going to take over. And then he like rides off. And so this is the crazy part. I thought I thought I like zoned out and missed a part of the movie, but I rewound it. And literally it cuts from him like walking away to um, Shelly Rich, uh, uh, Richardson like follows him. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, like somewhere on some dirt. And the and the the town come up and like yo we believe you and it's not there's nothing so there's no like I think there's like maybe like one small small bit where they're like they're like hey look those people have nothing to do with us and they're like what are you talking about what about her dad and they're like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah because they go to the white town and talk to the white town not they do but they cut to the white town they're like you better cleanse your soul or something. I forgot what they, you know, they said some Anyway, so he shit. goes, he's like, we got to go. They're going to, they're not giving him a fair trial. KKK is going to come for them tonight. They, they, it seems like the KKK walked in. It's them in the sheets. They kill, I don't know, the jailer. <laughs> yeah, they kill, yeah, all the, you know, the racist people there. You know, they take him out. Well, they leave the mayor and then the, and then the, uh, the sheriff comes in and shoots the mayor. Because he wants to blame that on the black folk, even though he's dressed as a KKK member. But, you know. But but as we've learned in American history, all a white person has to do is say a black person did it, and that's enough to like cause 
you know, anarchy. That's actually very true. We get the, the we get the, the the cool shootout scene because they they go to the the white town, and you know he's like, hey, I got my man up on, on the roof, and they're like, all right, well, what do you think you're gonna do? You're bluffing, and then he blows up their his office. Yeah, he blew up the office, but I don't think he actually did. I think he like just blew up like, so he he just like set a diversion to make it look like it because his dad just like ran away from like an explosion also Bray, this is the one part i was waiting for but i didn't like because i felt so disoriented because i felt like i couldn't keep up with like it was it was hard to follow the action of this for sure it was just so much happening he's able to shoot a lot of people without them landing one shot on him and he's not necessarily you know hiding no 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 and it's like he's literally walking and it's it's so hard because they have him doing like the cool cowboy thing where like he like rides in slow motion at one point. And like Lily at one point, he is riding with a stick of dynamite in his mouth. And I was like, like in the middle. And I was like, shoot, shooting folk. Also, I will say this. I love that like his cowboy costume was like a vest, no shirt, no sleeves. He was just like, yo, bro, I'm just out here, dog. <laughs> He's like, I'm out here. The whole movie, you know, no, he doesn't have a shirt on. No, no, at no point, this nigga's like, hey, yo, man, I'm out here. Like, at- <laughs> the entire film, he has no shirt on. Listen, I, it's look, incredible. I'm here for it. I am fucking here for it. But it's funny because, yeah, man, and the thing is, a lot of this was happening. They had like people getting shot, the horses and a person falling through a glass building and stuff. Like, they were doing cool stuff. It was just so disorienting, only because I couldn't tell, like, when. Like, it was so many white bad guys. I couldn't tell when they were, like, finally, like, shooting a bunch of them and, like, they were dwindling in numbers. It was hard to tell when, like, the black people were dying because even, like, some of the black leads or black main characters were just dying all willy-nilly. And, like, there was... you know, For instance, like, in A Heart of They Fall, when RJ gets shot by Lakeith, it is a big fucking deal. It is a moment. It is like, oh, shit. And, like... They build it up. Yeah, and then, like, at one point, like, who else? When Isaac Hayes dies in, like... Like, he just gets shot, and they literally move on in the next shot. Like, and then people are getting, like, the black people were getting shot off the top. Like, I couldn't, it was hard for me to tell, like, who was left. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I was just so disoriented. And then it was weird because we cut back to Blair Underwood with his shady ass. And, like, you know, he's doing shady man stuff. The white dude just, like, easily shoots him. Like, everybody, like, I was... Well, he gets shot know. in the back. Oh, yeah, and he turns well, around and he, gets shot again. He kills Big Daddy Kane. Because Big Daddy King kills the other dude that he's with, and then and then Blair shoots him, and then the the bad white guy comes in. He's like, "Shoot him, Jesse Lee," and Jesse doesn't shoot him. And then he goes to grab a gun, and the white dude shoots him in the back, so he dies. And then and then Obobo gets shot twice, but did he die? No. So Obobo gets shot twice, but one of them is with the the book. Yeah. Yeah, but doesn't he get shot in the back the second time? Or does he die? Because he's laying there. Does he die? He's laying there and he's telling him to shush. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he did get shot twice. One okay. of them was blocked. I think. As we said, Isaac Hayes dies. Was it Marvin Peoples shows up, kills the 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 older bad white dude who's like who's trying to set him up, and then he has this kind of big showdown with Billy Zane. First off, I love a Billy Zane villain. Like Billy Zane. 
He's a great villain. He is a good villain. And the thing is, is like I've, I wonder if he was a guy because he feels like a guy they wanted to make like a superhero at one point. I think he was even the Phantom because I used to be obsessed he was. with trying he to get literally the was a superhero. That's right. <laughs> he was a Phantom, and it was like they're like, nah, man, this dude is a better villain. And like everything he does is so villainous, which is so fun. Did he get shot in the eye? Like, why does he have the eye patch? I don't remember him getting shot in the eye. Yeah, in the beginning, he got shot in the eye. That's why when he first comes in, they look at him like he's a ghost because they thought he died. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. This fight was pretty good, you know? Pretty good fight scene. And then, he, you know, he stabs him in the end, but then Billy Zane has the, the crazy, you know, uh, villainous, I'm not dead yet! And he comes back with the gun. And on like, fire. On, like, literally, just, like, trying to get his shots off. But Mario Van Peoples is there, sleeveless, baby, oiled up. Boom, 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 boom. That was pretty good. I was like, yo, that was really cool. That was pretty cool. We got a one, like, a flaming bow and arrow at some point, Yes, too. we did. We did. And we had them, like, just tossing, like, TNT at people. <laughs> Randomly tossing TNT. We had the Gatling gun. You we know? saw a horse. Uh, we saw a man and a horse go through a window. Which I thought was pretty cool. Also, I in know, these I, movies. I was like, is that horse okay? <laughs> dog, it was so, I was thinking about the horses so much, like, yeah, are they cool? Because I didn't, you know what I did not see? I did not see at the end them say, no horses were harmed in making That's this real. film. I always think about that. Like, how do you teach a horse to, you know, I always feel bad. Like, because they got to, like, fall and get scared. It's like, oh, my goodness, these poor animals. Remember HBO had that horse show where they had to stop making it because the horses were getting injured. Yeah, it was, I forgot what it was called. It was like a horse, it was like about, or, or, like, yeah, it was like racetracks or some shit, and they had to stop it. You know, then we see the thing in, like, Debo hands Mario Van Peoples, like, the metal diary. And then we cut back to Mario Van Peoples, who is now revealed to be the old man with the with the diary. Right, because then the, the kid starts reading. That's why I wasn't sure if he was dead, because he starts reading the Nick, Nicodemus thing like it was his last rites. And then the kid, and then he starts making the kid read it, and the kid starts reading it. And then we cut back to the old man, and he's saying it. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he was being, we'd had no, we did not, we didn't see who he was talking to before. And now it seems like there's like a film crew there and, or like recording crew, and they, they stop it. And then they're like, wait a minute, you were the little boy? And he's oh, like, it was a yep. little boy. Oh, I thought he was supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, no, no, he was a little boy. It was so funny though, because it's like, it's one of those reveals where you go, okay. I mean, that's not. <laughs> also, <laughs> <It's> also. Like... <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, but this little boy was barely in the movie. <laughs> exactly. He wasn't in the movie, yo. I was like. <laughs> like you said that, like it was like, a. it's like, oh, and you were the little boy. And it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was better if he would have been Mario. It's funny because in that scene, which we like. How would he have been Mario? <laughs> dog, I don't know, man. It would have been better. It's like, we didn't know that little boy. What was the little boy's name? I don't know that nigga. I don't know but him. I think it was supposed to be the, the present. Oh, yeah, you're right. So he would have had to been like 100 years old. Uh, the little boy was like 100. But the, yeah, the, that, that makes guy sense. must have been like a. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, also, that was Reginald Hutland, famous Reginald Hutland, movie director. Creator of Icon Comics. Oh no, not Icon. What's it called? What's the black comic? Is it not Icon? Oh yeah, they created like he has the company that started Static Shock and all those comics, which are fire. So he's a very, 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 very wonderful, famous man. One of the writers was in that scene too, Dario. Apparently, yeah, he did um, Boomerang. He was a producer on Django. The guy's done a lot, man. The guy has done a lot. Anyway, oh yeah, he also produced, he also directed Bebe's Kids. Like, 
that dude was that dude. I mean, I feel like the posse never got to do a thing that like made them other than i guess in the beginning they stole the gold but even the people who stole the gold like half of those people died yeah i mean this is the thing bray is you're right oh also it was milestone comments i don't know why i messed that up but it's crazy because like at one point in the shootout like like they, they bring out the gatling gun and like marvin people is just like running in a short line and he like runs jumps over like a water thing that has to keep running and i was like yo it's so crazy because no one can stop this gatling gun but what you needed was like a basketball to come and hit the dude in the back of the head from the gatling gun doing? i'm saying like would have made it better more suspenses like you'd have had a basketball come hit him in the back of the head everyone's looking around like what, what, what what's going on? The year what, what, what's, is eighteen ninety six. What's going on? What's going on? Basketball has not been invented yet. It would have been. It would have been. A, it would have been a leather ball. Hit somebody in the back of the head. You'd hurt. I'm here to say today. And it's like, yo, who, who is this? And it would have been a dude who isn't like a blacksmith. His outfit would have been just black, like armor, almost like medieval. He was like, they, like they, they, they call me. They call me steel. I heard there's uh white people running them up. I'm here to say today. And he would have. And he would have been there. It still would have helped out. He would took, he would have had a makeshift hammer that he'd have been throwing at, just throwing them at you, niggas, Bray. Please stop. No, Bray, listen to me. He did like, like the the main I white want dude. You to listen to me. He okay, he it's time a, for the cause. Bray, he took a hammer and smashed the I don't care. gun. I, I, I don't care. It's time but, for the cause. But one hit. We rate reviews, films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause or more leading black actors in Hollywood. If it fully helps the cause. We give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel it did not help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Nothing to do with how much we liked it. Count of three. We'll raise our ratings for one, two, three. Shit. I should have did the same. I should have I should have did that. I should have did that. Damn. Okay, one black fist and one white palm. Ah, I should have did that. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you a very specific reason why I gave it a black fist. Pam Greer is in this movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jackie Brown came out after this film came out. And I think... Jackie Brown came out in the mid-90s? Damn, I didn't realize that. I feel like this put her back... Like People were like, oh, right, Pam Greer. Oh, right. It like reminded people, you know what I mean? And Quentin Tarantino's like... Let's get, you know, let's make a movie for Pam Greer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, it had other people, you know, you know, Mario Van Peoples, you know, we had other people in this. It was trying, man. No, you're right. I should, I should have, I should have gave it that. Like, even thinking about it right now, I'm like, they definitely were trying their ass off. The only reason I didn't give it like a full fist is because, you know, it didn't make a ton of money. But you're right. That's not the point. Like, they, they got it made. I, I take it back. Just get a fist. Because you're right. They, they, he, he did. He was trying, man. And I respect like watching these black creators back in like the '90s and '80s just fucking try. I think about how hard it is now, and it's like this is Hollywood giving yeah. us a chance. Like, my how hard God. do they fall? Yeah, yeah. That took Jay Z and everybody. Like, this is Jay Z, Regina King, like so many fucking people to like do that goddamn movie to get that movie made like you had to like stack the deck and it didn't even come out in theaters it came out in netflix but you wouldn't get that movie without this movie you wouldn't we wouldn't get certain comedies without you know keenan ivory wins like there's so many black folks, remake you know. of the magnificent seven with denzel washington yeah you know we got a we got a famous meme from that goddamn the uncle denzel meme when he had that little mustache and that smile <laughs> like we need these things man yeah yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. 
I'm sorry. It deserved more. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise there via T Public. We got t-shirts and hoodies and stickers and phone cases. Check that out. We also have a defunct Patreon. No new episodes, but there's a year's worth of episodes. So if you subscribe $5 a month, you eventually can listen to them all and then unsubscribe whenever you'd like. If you rate and review us and give us five stars, we'll read your review on the air. This one is by, oh, wow. This one is by Sapphire1969. Says, excellent pod. I am updating my review and keeping the five stars. Still love the podcast. I appreciated the note review since I just saw the movie. It was perfect timing, and I got so excited when I saw the episode was out. I would definitely watch the three hours director's cut. Even with all the flaws, I love the movie wholeheartedly. Also, I think it was implied that the film guy was sick <clears throat> since he was taking pills right before he let the monster eat him. I think it was an I'm on the way out anyhow type of moment. Anyhow, I'd love it if you all, y'all would do a review of Nicole. It's a 2019 horror thriller film. It's not necessarily a good movie, but it has a black female lead and I found it fun. It talks a lot about the male gaze and even years after watching it, I still think about it. Plus, as a black woman, I always love your black femme guests. It'd be awesome if you could invite a black woman to help review this movie. Lots of love, Saf. P.S. I loved Astronomy Club. That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for that excellent review. Follow me at John Bray. Like, oh, watch Gronish. I think my episode has already come out, but you know, I'm. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. You know, the whole, the whole, you know, if you want to watch that on Hulu, it's on Hulu. But uh, yeah, Gronish, uh, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time on Hulu. That's all I got for you. What you got, Jarrah? I mean, you can follow me at Jarrah Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. But also you can follow James at James3rdComedy.com. That's James3rd. And like, yeah, you know, there's, there's a couple good movies out or coming out. You know, we got like, we got like, I think one of the leads of, what's this, it's a new horror movie, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. is Amanda um, Stingfee. Oh, yeah. I'm just not sure if she's the lead yet, but I know she's like, I think it's an ensemble, but I know she's one of them. Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure. Pete is Pete Davidson's in Pete, there. Pete Davidson. What's it, Jimmy Foxx have one. We have Easter Sunday. So we got, we got a couple movies that we can get in, you know, with some people of color. <laughs> all right i mean she's listed first but who knows because she is probably the biggest out of the young actors she's probably the biggest one i just don't know if she is the least so maybe we watch it and like test it but it would be fun to do bodies 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 yeah, her and pete yeah you know maybe fun we'll see you next week peace forever dog this has been a forever dog production Produced by Melissa D. Fonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Beow, <coughs> beow,